you know, for me, commission is sort of a, an ugly word or just not a word that I entirely love. And the reason is, I think it's, I think it can be off-putting to some people. I think some folks um, look at realtors as salespeople and yes, sales is part of our job, but really for me, I, I refer to it. I like to refer to it as a service fee. I'm providing a service to my clients. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Eleni Stavropoulos of Keller Williams Signature Properties in Norwell, Massachusetts. Eleni is a real estate professional. Hey, Eleni, welcome to the show. Mark, nice to be here. Thank you. What made you decide to get into real estate? So, um, you know, I actually wanted to do this 20 plus years ago. I, um, I yeah, long time ago. And um, I know I look like a baby, but no, it's, um, I actually, I grew up in Somerville and um, there was a really big company, um, Bremis Real Estate. They're still around today. And um, they were offering crash course weekend, full weekend real estate course. So I took it when I was 21, I think. Um, and I was, I was just very interested. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life yet. And so I said, you know what, let me go, let me go check this out. So I did, loved it. And then I chickened out of taking the exam. And of course, those 12 months went by very quickly. Um, and so this, you know, the salesperson certificate expired and then life just sort of took a different direction. Um, and I entered a different field and, you know, here we are many, many years later. Um, so that was sort of, um, what interested me about it. And then I, I got my license in 2017 cause I knew I wanted to do this. I just didn't know when the time was going to arrive for me to do it actually. So, um, and then I, yeah, I, I started last year last June, actually, 2020. June, 2020. Yeah. We like to refer to that as June of COVID that 2020 was wild. <laughs> so you got into real estate at a really interesting time. Tell us or, about it. Yeah, it was really interesting. Um, you know, to be honest, I was sort of forced into it. I um, have had a 20 plus year career in HR and I was working in HR tech and unfortunately COVID um, I got furloughed from my job and when I got furloughed from my dream job, I just knew, I knew I wasn't going back. Being an HR person, you just sort of know these things, how they work. And so I already had my license, obviously, and I knew I wanted to use it. So I just said, well, got to get out there and use it. So um, that was sort of how it began. Wow. You know, I heard that a lot um, where COVID either reset the person and said, I'm going to do this now. I've always wanted to do this or, you know, the job that they had, you know, really didn't exist anymore, but real estate was thriving in 2020. So tell us about it. So how did you jump in and how, how'd it go? So, um, you know, I was really nervous. I was really nervous. Um, I'm somebody probably because of personal experience that, I would never get mad at a friend or a relative if they didn't use me for a real estate transaction. I don't ever want to be that person. It's business. It's not personal. And I'm a business person. So I sort of approach, try to approach things that way. So I was nervous. Where am I going to get my business from? Where's it going to come from? Because 
Um, I'm a relationship person. That's that's really at the core of who I am. I'm not um, very comfortable picking up the phone and cold calling somebody, and it's just not a natural thing for me. And so um, I really just started telling people, and and to my surprise, folks that I used to work with that have become friends of mine over the years um, were interested in second homes, and we really kind of hit the ground running. It was a big shock. Um, my husband actually was my first client. Um, shockingly enough, he's a commercial property investor and uh, he ended up being my first deal. Uh, but it just sort of happened from there with very surprisingly, very, I um, was very happy of, of how it worked, started to work out. Well, I'm sure a lot of people who knew your work ethic and your diligence from your careers before said this person would be perfect. This is exactly who I want to be representing me. So tell me about that second home market. People uh, took a second look at things and said, I can do this. Yeah. I mean, they sort of, um, so if I, you know, I think folks realizing the pandemic was really going to affect them. Um, folks are, are, some folks were already working from home. Some never had. Uh, and so when you have children at home, you're sort of, you want a different, you want a change of scenery. You want to have some options. And so the market, um, certainly it was, um, it, it was still doing some crazy things in, in June of that year, but really we hadn't really seen anything until closer to 2021 coming in. And um, so, yeah, we just sort of went out there, it was very competitive. Um, luckily my, my corporate background and just sort of dealing with executives and people at all different levels. And um, I think lended itself very nicely to this career for negotiation. Uh, the negotiation portion of this job. So um, yeah, we were successful. And, but that was really what I found. Clients really just wanted something, something to look forward to. So my second home buyers were obviously all by the ocean. And um, that's really what they wanted their change of scenery to look like. That's interesting, you know, going into a really scarce marketplace and, and having success. I mean, the one thing that a lot of buyers were struggling with 20 and 21 was getting their bids accepted. How were you able to do that? You know, um, honestly, there was a lot of work that went into it. And again, the negotiation part, I think people have to like you, you know, first and foremost, they have to like you. Uh, my husband's deal aside, uh, the second deal that I had done was for, for a good friend of mine that I worked with at the company that I was just with. And we beat an all cash buyer. And we did that because we were creative. We were creative in our approach. It wasn't just, you know, it's not, I know people say this all the time, but it's really not just about the money. It's about your setup. It's about the terms. It's about, is the agent gonna wanna work with you? Do they think you're easy to work with? Um, and so we just sort of, we, we had all the right stuff. Uh, we did all the right things to really make the seller feel secure that, hey, these are your buyers. These are, this is the family you want to sell your house to. And, um, I, you know, I'm also a little bit um, inquisitive and I do some investigating on my own and just sort of try to find out who folks are. And, and um, so that way we really we resonate with them in a good way so that they feel that they can trust the transaction all the way to the closing table. I think what you're saying is uh, was so underestimated in 20 and 21. And it's, you know, how are you going to be as a cooperative agent? You know, how are you going to make that listing agent's life a little bit easier? So how were you able to communicate that? So I really let people know that 
I'm very organized. I meet deadlines. I, I follow timelines. We, we get things done. I answer my phone. I respond to email. And I think that's the critical piece in this business is that, look, we all do things a little bit differently, but I think communication is paramount. And I think people have to feel really good about who they're entering into a transaction with. And I think that once I, I speak to folks, uh, I think they can tell that it's, it's not, I'm not really, there's no deception there. I'm, I'm a straight shooter and I'm very, um, I don't really leave gray area. And so I think, I think it just ends up working. I think people really appreciate that. So working it does because I just witnessed on social media that you were named MVP for 2021. Tell us about that. Yeah, that was exciting. You know, I'm definitely, uh, again, because I, I'm still new to this business, I don't really, that was a surprise to me, to be completely honest with you, because I focus on my clients. I focus on what we need to do, and I'm not looking at the paycheck. Honest, I mean, that's a real honest answer. And I know, um, because I know that that's going to come when you do your job well. So I don't focus on what was I doing last year? you know, did I, did I do that this year? Did I surpass that? I, I really was a very big surprise. I was very happy, obviously, to see that. And it is motivating because at least now I know for this year, I want to double up again and, and just keep growing. So um, it was really nice. I, I didn't expect to see my name there. That was a surprise to me. So what are you going to do in 2022 to double up from 2021? a good question. Um, I am, you know, I have my farm. Uh, your real estate farm is sort of your folks that you um, market to. And so for me, it's, um, I really want to be, I want to be one of the folks that people know in my community. That's a big thing for me. So I want to just do more in my community. Um, I always appreciate working outside of my community. I'll, I'll really work pretty much anywhere as long as it's within a reasonable distance from, from home. And um, But community, I really want to be more involved. So I'm partnering up. I want to do some things in town. I live in the town of Kingston. And so um, really just trying to be more involved in that way. And then putting myself out there a little bit more. Again, it's, it's not easy to do for some folks because I am a relationship person. So when it's hard with this pandemic, obviously, um, you can't sort of approach life the way you're normally used to approaching it. But uh, we're we're gonna, I'm gonna do the best I can. <laughs> Just gonna keep going after it. So, so tell me about the community a little bit because you know, growing up, agents were really woven into the thread of the community and really a part of it. And we're not seeing that as much anymore. What are some of the things that you want to see yourself doing with the community? I want. Um... You know, one of the things is I, I want to support local sports. Uh, I have a three and a half year old. She's going to be in kindergarten before I know it. Uh, and I want to be really involved in the school and and really some of the activities that the kids are doing and uh, the lo our local library. Just and, and I will say, so we moved into Kingston literally a month before the world shut down. Um, and so I haven't been able to, to do as much as I really would like to, but those are the kinds of things just really surround myself with what is Kingston doing? Um, we have a, a women's shelter. I, I'd like to be involved in that. Um, unfortunately, that sort of is, has changed too during the pandemic. So really just a way, I, you know, for me, I have a servant's heart. That's, um, you know, I really love to help people. So if I can give back to my community, whether it be doing a food drive, a co-drive or participating or volunteering somewhere, anything, 
that is going to make my heart happy. And, you know, I don't, I look at it as um, I want to teach my daughter these, uh, how to be a good citizen, how to be a, a really uh, shape her into a, a good little girl. And I think this is going to help. And of course, if the business is there, wonderful, I'm sure it'll follow, but I really want people to get to know me and know that, that we're here. We have a footprint here and um, we want to make the best of it. And we're proud of our community. And, yeah. and I love the servant's heart. You mentioned you have a servant's heart and that goes a long way when you're working with buyers and sellers too. Yeah, yeah, it does. I really care about my clients and I tell my clients that this is, I look at your money as if it's my own and that that really is the truth. I don't take any part of that for granted. Um, realtors lose sleep at night for their clients um, when you really care about somebody because it's, you want them, this is the biggest purchase they will make in their life um, more than likely. And so you have to really be very careful and mindful of how you handle that. They, they're trusting you. It's, it is our fiduciary obligation to take care of their money. Um, and so really I, I take that very, very seriously. I really do. So let's, th let's talk about the market right now. So you bought right in the beginning of 2020, it was a different market Then COVID hit, everything changed. We have a very low level of inventory. How talking to, you know, the buyers and the sellers out there, what is, what do you tell them? Well, we tell them that we hope it'll change. I mean, we're all out there trying to get folks to list their homes. Uh, and, and I know a lot of folks, even in my office, myself included, I'm, I'm doing something a little bit different this year. Uh, within my farm, I want, you know, instead of mailing out to them every three months, I'm doing a mailing every month to let people know I'm here. And um, especially so we can get some homes on the market for folks. There's a lot of, there are a lot of folks who are looking to leave the state. And I think they're just sort of hanging on for, for whatever reason. Um, but we would like to let them know this is the time so that our buyers also have a place to go to, because I know that it felt really bad. A lot of buyers got burnt out and um, you feel really badly about that. And so I try very hard. First of all, I, I set expectations, realistic expectations. Um, there was a client of mine, a good friend of mine who became a client last year. And I had to be really honest with him and say, listen, we are not going to be able to find you something. I mean, I, I was never going to waste their time. Um, he understood that. And so he, he changed his search um, out of state and literally um, found something within a few days of us having that conversation. So I was very happy for him and his family and they ended up where they needed to be, but um, I'm never going to waste anybody's time. It is a tough market for buyers. I do agree. And um, really, we're all just trying really hard to get sellers to, to list their homes if they have a plan. So that's the thing. What's the plan? So you have sellers who are focused on moving, but the question then becomes, but where do I go? Right. So what right. do you tell those folks? For those folks that don't know where to go, I mean, that's why I'm there. I'm there to help them find where to go. I think, you know, in this business, you have to be well-connected. You have to definitely make sure that you exhaust as many channels as you can to find a place for folks. Um, but that's that's really what I tell them. It, it's my job to help you get to where you want to go. And so um, it, I've been 
everything has worked out so far <laughs> uh, for the clients that I've been able to help. But it is it is a scary thought, um, to be completely honest with you, because it's somebody's life. I mean, it really is somebody's life. And so um, I will do everything I can for whoever it is that I'm working with to really try to help them, whether it be resources, whether it be if they're looking somewhere out of this area, referring them to the best agent. That's the other thing I love doing for clients. I will hand select an agent for you because um, if it's one thing, I know it's people. I've, I've been in the people business a long time. I interview people really well and um, I'm going to get you the best realtor there is. If, if we need to find you something that's out of my zone, we will work very closely together together to find you something. So, but Eleni, I don't want to be homeless. What, am, what can I do? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, the answer is, uh, you know, there is no answer really. The answer is we're gonna, we're gonna make sure you're not homeless. That's number one. And we just have to be creative with our timelines. You know, if they're selling their home, and I, I'm listing that home for them, we have to be very open about the communication with whoever's buying that home. And so it's also selecting the right buyer who, who can be a little bit flexible because I would never want my clients in a bind like that uh, to be homeless. That, that, that would be a terrible situation. So selecting the right buyer, it would be key for that seller. And then what about the fact that they might not have that place to go? Is What do you think of the suitable housing contingencies that sellers would be putting out their house to the market buyer you may want this house and you can have it as the high price but you have to wait for me to find a house what do you think of that i think that's hard i think that's hard right now because you're asking buyers to pay a premium for for real estate really a premium and so i again it's all about finessing that and massaging it the right way I, honestly there's no I don't have um, a concrete answer because I think every every situation is unique. And so I can just say that for me personally, I work tirelessly for my clients. And so again, I put myself in their position. And so I think we just do everything we can with the other side, it, it, communication, setting expectations, being very clear and not being deceptive anywhere in that practice because it does come down to somebody having a roof over their head. So in that situation where subject to seller, seller finding suitable housing, sure, you'll have a buyer who can agree to that, but there has to be, there has to be a goal. There's gotta be an end date. It can't be completely open-ended. Um, and perhaps maybe the seller has to think about their price depending on how much longer this can go on for. So there's a lot of different things that we have to think about. Um, but honestly, it, it's, it, it just is really dependent on who, who we're talking about and what, what it is that we're dealing with. Um, you know, there's a client that I'm thinking of right now that I know wants to move out of state and, and build something, but perhaps that new build's not ready yet. And they've, they've sold their house. You're, you know, I'm going to have to get on the phone proactively. I'm not going to wait for last minute to something happen. I'm going to, I'm going to queue things up for them. So if we fall into that worst case scenario, we can have a rental hopefully for them to get into in the meantime. So problem solving, you got to be a good problem solver with situations like that. So. Right. No problems, only solutions. Right. So, wow. It sounds like you have many years experience and it, you obviously are drawing that from your, your previous career. And I think that's valuable for your client base. Let me ask you this. So somebody goes through 
a transaction and a, a closing experience with you, whether they're the buyer or the seller. And they get down and they say, you know what? That was awesome. I really enjoyed working with Eleni. I want to write a review. What does that review sound like? Um, very lucky. I have five-star reviews. Um, I made sure one of the first things I did when I entered this business is get a Google business page because I wanted a place for clients to go to to be able to leave a review. And I wanted other folks to be able to read them easily. Um, yes, some of them are on my website, but again, I, I really wanted to get that presence out there. So I do ask after we close, I know everybody does this a little bit differently, but for me, I would like the review after the entire transaction has closed, because really there's a lot that happens between having an offer accepted and getting to the closing table. And that's what I want to be um, reviewed on. I want my clients to review me on the entire process. So I'm very, very happy to say that we're five stars. So very good. So what, what is, what does it sound like? Is there a theme, a running theme that people have? Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, definitely the running theme. And this has sort of really followed me as um, really thorough, really caring. And so, and that means a lot to me. And, and I do put a lot of energy behind what I do and a lot of personal commitment to it. So I think that really shows through because I, again, I care a lot about people. And so I think that when you read the reviews, it, it's not going to be, there is definitely a theme that um, working hard, meeting clients needs, really understanding the client um, is something that really, I think, comes through on the reviews. It appears, Eleni, that you view your clients unique, every situation unique, every relationship unique. What do you think about the idea that there's this looming technology or this online relationship that consumer and real estate professional may have in the future? I don't worry about it. Actually, I've, I've been looking, I've been reading some things about that. I don't think I'm ever going to be replaced by a robot or by technology because I can give you something that no computer can give you. There's no Zillow that can give you. There is, um, there is a lot to be said for working with a professional who values what it is that they do, who understands what it is that they're doing, is good at what they do and cares about you. And that's just not that's just not something you're ever going to get from technology. You can't turn honest. on a computer and, and buy a house. You can buy a house. Sure you can, but you don't have anybody to protect your interest the same way. And that's what it comes down to. There are folks that, um, of course, it's very tempting to want to sell your home alone. Think about now the market we're in, right? So we're in the market. People are going out to Zillow. They're looking at what their houses are worth. They're thinking, great. I'm going to sell it by myself. This is going to be easy, done, great. There are so many things that take place in a real estate transaction, as you know, as an attorney. And um, first and foremost, let's talk about, you know, safety. <laughs> Who's going to make sure you're safe? Uh, you're letting complete strangers in your home. And so, um, and how do you even know your home is worth that? Zillow didn't walk into your home and look at the finishes of your house. They don't know if you have laminate floors or hardwood. They don't know if you have oversized windows or just regular crank out. I mean, they don't know anything about the true value of your home. And so that is what a professional brings to the table is that we have that experience where we have the experience to know, oh, gee, you know, this is worth a lot more than, than your standard windows would be worth. These are oversized windows. Let me tell you why these are worth more. 
did you know this? Did you know that? Um, and so there's a lot of things uh, that come into play that I think anybody who doesn't work with a real estate agent, I think would probably regret it. Um, you're definitely not going to save money. <laughs> so um, always work with, with, a, with a licensed professional because there's a reason why they're licensed. Yeah. Well, yes. And we talk about that a lot. You know, you say, you know, you're definitely not going to save money and people, you know, roll their eyes. Well, I get rid of that commission. Mark, sorry to interrupt, but I know when you were talking about the commission and we were talking about the buyer's agent, you know, for me, commission is sort of a, an ugly word or just not a word that I entirely love. And the reason is, I think it's, I think it can be off-putting to some people. I think some folks um, look at realtors as salespeople and yes, sales is part of our job, but really, for me, I, I refer to it, I like to refer to it as a service fee. I'm providing a service to my clients. And at the end of that transaction, uh, when we get to the closing table, that's when that service fee is paid, much like you're paying your attorney or anybody else who's in that transaction. So um, I really do look at it as a service fee. I, I think it's a nicer way to, to approach things. And I think it really um, leaves folks feeling a lot more um, comfortable with how they're entering into a transaction with me personally. You know, I agree with you. I, I think that it, that's spot on, you know, commission is like, I won, I hit my goal where service is really what you're doing. It, I mean, it is, it, it is the core of what we do. Our job is to service the client. I expect it when I'm a customer somewhere. And I think, I, I mean, they should expect that of me as well. If you're asking me to be sell your home or help you buy a home, I'm servicing you. I'm providing a service. I love it. Maybe we'll, maybe maybe this podcast will affect the change in the entire industry. I love that. But you know, how are you going to put it out to the marketplace? How are you going to get it out to the most buyers possible? And chances are, even if you are putting it on one of those listing sites, you're going to have a buyer agent that's going to be working with the buyer who's going to want a commission, and that person's certainly not going to be helping the seller out. And they certainly in this marketplace and the way the pricing is, you are absolutely going to leave money on the table. There is no absolutely. question about it. Um, not to mention, you know, all of the other things that, that go into that relationship and that experience. So I I'm with you a thousand percent when somebody calls and says they're selling their house without an agent, I, I encourage them. I beg them. I plead with them not to do it because it's a bad decision. And if we're giving good advice, we're advising them to work with a professional. Would you recommend this profession to somebody coming out of school or, or thinking about it or, you know, wondering if this is a career for me? Is this something that you would recommend somebody I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, listen, real estate is a wonderful, you have to be interested. You, anything that you do in life, don't do it for a paycheck. You're never, you have to have passion for what it is that you're doing. And so um, it would be like somebody going to med school just to, you know, just because it, and no, you have to want to, to help people and care for people and make, you know, help sick people. And so I would say, if you're getting into this business, buckle up. You definitely, this is, this is running your own business. This is not, nothing is going to be handed to you. So if you, if you have that about yourself, you're not afraid and you really have a keen interest in, in real estate, all things, real estate, I think it's a wonderful profession. Again, it was something I wanted to do more than 20 years ago. 
and just uh, life just worked out differently. But it was it was never it was always something that I knew I was going to come back to, and um, I'm really happy that I'm here, and I look forward to to just keep it going and and really uh, having my daughter see what what her mom can do as well, and maybe leave something behind for her one day. Maybe who knows? Maybe maybe there'll be a brick and mortar one day down the road. You never know. But um, I do think it's a it's a wonderful career. But I do think you have to be in it for the right reasons, and you have to care about people. You really do. And you really have to put yourself out there, like going on a podcast to let people know who you are and, <laughs> and how you do it. And I think that's Correct. great. I think, um, you know, people are really going to engage with you through this because of your authenticity. So Lenny, let's talk about the future. You know, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? Yeah. So for me, I love to be doing this. This is sort of, um, I say this is my last stop in my career. I've had a few different careers. This is my last stop for sure. I know that I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So for me, building my business, uh, you know, I've been on the South Shore since 2009, lived in West Plymouth for 11 years before we moved to Kingston. And I love the South Shore. Don't see myself leaving here. And um, so really just having a, a very solid footprint in my in this vicinity not only my community but also on the south shore very cool one of the other things we like to do to put ourselves out there and expand that comfort zone icebreaker if you will is is karaoke and one of the things we're going to do in the future is get all of our guests together in a networking event and karaoke is going to be part of the fun so eleni you're next up on the microphone what are you singing oh jeez you know, I don't know what I'm singing. I don't know if you want to hear me sing, but something fun. I don't know. Something fun. Give me like a, I don't know, like a Donna Summers, just something fun, something old school and fun that's going to get people up. And I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not too shy. And so uh, I think in the, in the right room with the right people, we could have a really good time, but, <laughs> but yeah, something, something upbeat and fun. Get the crowd involved. Have everybody. Get the crowd involved. Involved. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, exactly. Donna Summer. I remember Donna Summer. Something catchy. Well, Eleni, the most important question of them all, if someone were to want to work with you, how would they get in touch with you? So uh, the best way to get in touch with me would, of course, be my my phone number. Um, happy to recite that if you'd like for Do me to. Uh, 617-794-3625. And then I also, uh, you can find me on social media, Instagram, uh, Eleni, E-L-E-N-I-E underscore Realtor, or on Facebook, uh, which is my first name, E-L-E-N-I-E, and then Stavropoulos, which is a mouthful, uh, but uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. That's and of awesome. course, my website, which is uh, my website is uh, www.propertiesbyelaney.com. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Eleni, I want to thank you very much for joining us um, and putting yourself out there. And I'm hoping that this lands on the ears of someone who can be helped by you. Thanks, Eleni. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Mark. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com.
realestatepros.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure Title, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own, and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.